welcome to Rugged Theology, where we talk church planting, theology, and drink coffee. And welcome to another episode of Rocket Theology. I am your host, Adam Diamond. Uh, and today we have another one on some music and worship theology. And so I'm joined this, mo- uh, this morning. Yeah, no, this afternoon. I'm joined this afternoon. It's probably this morning for Pat. It is this morning. That, that's probably where I got messed <laughs> yeah. up. Yes, it is. <laughs> so I have David Drover with me. Hey, everybody. And I have Pat Sabell. Hey, guys. How are you? Good, good. We're doing good. I'm just gonna be honest to everyone. This is our second attempt because I forgot to push record. <laughs> never happened before. Hopefully, it never happens again. <laughs> so, Pat, it's early morning for you. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. We're opposite coasts, uh, very far away from you guys, but doing well. And the sun is shining in Vancouver, which is rare. Um, so glad to glad to be on. Yeah. Um, how well do you know your time zones? Uh, I think you guys are like five and a half hours or something like that. Four and a half. Four and a half. You almost messed me up. I, I should have checked your time. I looked at the email and I was like, Dave, are you good for 3.30 on Wednesday? He was like, yeah. And I looked at today. I was like, that's four and a half. I was like, that's not 3.30. That's 2.30. <laughs> oh, man. You would have been like, uh, are, you, are you, these guys calling me? Are they not calling me? <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So I'm going to have to sit you down when you come out. Uh for our conference, that's a big thing. Anyone listening, we are doing a conference at the end of April, from April 29th to 30th, and uh, Pat will be uh, taking part in that as a speaker and uh, also you know, in some of the worship sessions, so look forward to that. Uh, but Pat, you're here today to talk to us a bit about why we need a big view of God. Um, Dave, do we serve a little God or a big God? A big God. <laughs> I got that right, right? <laughs> Finally, right I studied answer, hard Dave. enough to get that. Yes. Okay. Right <laughs> My God is so big, so strong, and so mighty. Uh, but Pat, um, Sunday mornings can be pretty hectic. You know, I mean, I've got two kids. One's five. One's will be two next month. He's probably the worst one. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, Sunday mornings can be hectic. You no know, rushing to church. Uh, and you know, with being busy and you know, run off your head. And sometimes you just feel like you're just going through the motions and you don't always have this big view of God when you get there. And it's probably, it might not even be the most important thing for some people when they get there. Um, so why don't you help us work out a bit why it's important to have this big view of God? Mm. Yeah, it was, I just popped in my head a, a couple of minutes ago, just thinking of um, the old Matt Redmond song. And I think almost feel like we need to bring it back, but you know, the, I'm coming back to a heart of worship. Uh, it's all about you. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. And I think in some ways we, we've made the Sunday gathering uh, something maybe more or less than, than what it was meant to be. And, um, you know, you're right. And there's, there's not a, a person in our, in our churches. Um, nothing is different in my church that, isn't coming in from a week where they've been, you know, beaten down by the cares of this life, the struggles, the circumstances, um, you know, some, some real hard lives. And the, the pandemic has, has laid a, a whooping on, on 
most of us. Yeah, really. Um, and, uh, you know, so we're, we're coming in and, and, um, I feel like the greatest thing that, that we could do as, as those who have been called to lead God's people in corporate worship, corporate singing, um, would, would be to, to feed them, uh, songs that, um, that remind them of who God is, uh, how, how big God is, um, you know, it's um, a little book by A.W. Tozer, and those are listening, I strongly recommend the purchase of this book, a little book called The Knowledge of the Holy. Um, but he he starts in his book by saying what comes into our minds when we think about God is the mo- most important thing about us. Um, and <clears throat> the, the Lord speaking to the wicked in Psalm 50 verse 21 he says you thought i was just like you um and i i think in reality often we have we've shrunk god uh we've we've god isn't he isn't big in our eyes he's not he's not he's not glorious and um and 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 we we come into a gathering and and if if we're not careful Often song choices are are more emphasized or focused on, you know, maybe what I need to do. Um, I think I think there's a real fine line in our in a lot of our songs where it, it can sound like it's a little bit about God, but often God is. Uh, it, it's almost like He's the means to my end, like He's mm. the means for for something that that I need or he better be this for me and if he isn't this for me then um you know I I'm going to stomp my feet and be angry and you know I remember I was 19 years old and I was in a a, a charismatic church and I uh, a, a lady that a, a family that I lived with uh in their basement um she was a wonderful lady, 60 years old, and started complaining of a headache a few days later, ended up in the hospital with a brain aneurysm. And um, for about a week, she was hanging on for life. And, you know, I got up to our church and I said, God's going to heal her. And and we started a prayer chain around the around the clock. People were praying through the night. And I, I kept, you know, quoting the verses in the Bible that God was going to heal her. And then God did heal her and she died. And I remember, you know, just going into a, a severe tailspin because, you know, I felt like God, I held up my end of the bargain, but but you didn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, I learned a lot from from that experience. And often there's this sense where, you know, we're we're finite creatures uh, and we stand before an infinite God, and often, you know, we we don't know what God is doing, um, and yet I think our our temptation is to bring God down to a level where we think, you know, he 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 needs to be this for me, and so, you know, the the need for the big view of God is in our lo- in our in our corporate worship gatherings is that we need to train people 
we need to train people. We need to, we need to inform um, their devotional lives in a sense by the songs we sing, um, you know, because, because life is, is fast and furious. And, um, you know, that, that person that finds out on Wednesday after singing, you know, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot you've taught me to say, it is well with my soul. You know, my sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin, not in part, but the whole has been nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. You know, and then on Wednesday, they, they get a report that, that they have stage four cancer. Um, or they find out that, you know, they're going through a, a, a season where there's, you know, heavy levels of, of condemnation and guilt uh, from their past uh, is weighing them down. Um, I, I, I want to, to sing songs that remind them of who God is and what God has done for them in a way that that on Wednesday they can they can remember who God is and say you know it is well with my soul, um, and so we're, we're we're training people by the songs that we sing, um, and and I think I I think this is a weakness. I don't feel like in the church we have enough songs that speak objectively about God and then have a course that responds. To in light of who you are, this is what we want to do. So, you know, songs of him being unchangeable, of his self-sufficiency, of his holiness, uh, his self-existence, his, the fact that he's infinite, that he's omniscient, that he's omnipresent, that he's omnipotent, you know, that he's faithful, that he's good, that he's loving, that that he's just, uh, and, and even even of his wrath and his mercy and his grace, um, his sovereignty. Uh, again, you know, quite a few years ago, my wife was diagnosed with MS and I'm sitting in Regent College and the, just having a coffee by the bookstore and she's across the street at the UBC uh, MS clinic and she, you know, texts me and says, yeah, it's been confirmed I, I have MS. And, and I'm, you know, I'm sitting in there listening to uh, some some uh, some sovereign grace songs and one of them was written by my son and you know it was the truth of who God was and of his sovereignty that 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 God didn't slip up that God didn't you know fall asleep or go on a journey somewhere and forget me um, but it was in those moments that that uh, through through those songs. Uh, that my heart was being trained to go, God, you know, whatever my lot or God, um, I trust you because you were sovereign and you were good, even in the, in spite of the, the, this newest news that we're hearing. Um, so, so that's why I think we need to, we need to have a big view of God. We need to inform people's devotional lives. We need to train people for, for gospel centered living so that it's, it's, so much more than just the gathering. Uh, I need people to have a big view of God when they're all alone going through their week. But but it's amazing how often they're going to forget the preacher's sermon by Monday 
Um, but if we're, if we're singing the right kind of songs with the right kind of diet, we are preparing people for uh, those, those dark days and, and needing to desperately have a, a big view of God. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I feel like you just dropped the mic. <laughs> like boom podcast done we're good to go uh what do you think dave like i mean for myself i'm i mean i think what a lot of what pat has to say is you know rings really true like we can almost take god for granted sometimes i think yeah i mean i think it's so so easy i mean especially for anybody who's listening from canada um and here in newfoundland especially given our culture just how easy it is for us and i mean you you and pat have alluded to it just to get distracted Mm-hmm. to be caught up in, yeah. in the busyness of life, to be caught up um, just basically with our headspace, just so full of work and family and th- the to-do list and all these other things to the point where, um, you know, well, I mean, depending on how, how healthy and rich our devotional life can be, it can be very easy for us to take our gaze off of Christ and our, our focus off of him. So I think one of the huge pros to having you know, promoting this big view of God and, and particularly, you know, at the beginning, if you, if you do kind of like a call to worship or whatever, it's to refocus us on a, what it is we're here to do to worship, but who it is that we're worshiping and really setting that tone and picking as, as Pat said, a practical way we can do this too, is picking good songs. Mm -hmm. Um, Pat, as you were talking, I kept thinking back, I think it was a song I actually heard you sing for the first time at TGC Atlantic, um, only Holy God. By City yeah. of Light. I just love that song. And I think it's a really great song to start off a service with. Because right. again, it, I mean, the course, come and behold the one and the right. only, um, right. you know, the, the holy God, right? So just again, yeah. taking that that view of, of putting how big God is, how, how great he is. And as Pat alluded to, you know, having a, a real healthy view of the bigness and greatness of God, that's what's going to carry through and help us when we're also potentially coming to church hurt and broken and needing um, and searching, yeah. right? This is this is where our hope comes from. This is where we can, um, you know, ultimately turn to to God's sovereignty and these things and the different struggles that we have in life. And also, I think it it just also helps us combat the biggest issue. I I love. I was rereading this book, and and Pat, I'm sure you know it because I'm pretty sure you're good friends with the author. Um, but Worship Matters by Bob Coughlin. And in the second chapter, he talks about um, my heart. What do I love? And he starts it off, and he's specifically talking about... I love Coke, Dave. <laughs> and a Coca-Cola. For anyone listening, Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about that more after if you want, I guess. But um, yeah, so so he, he's talking about our hearts and what do we love. And he's specifically writing to music leaders. But I think it, it spans beyond that to everybody who shows up at church. And typically when I think we often think about music ministry and, and sometimes it's called like the worship wars and you, you might think the biggest conflicts are the song choices or the, mm-hmm. the style of the music or, or whatever. And not that those things aren't important. They obviously are. But Bobby writes that the greatest challenge is every Sunday it's going to be our own heart. Mm. It's what are we loving? What are we, what are we desiring in that moment? And, and as I read that more recently, again, for the second time, it just really struck me. And, and I've just taken that with me every week and, and thought, like, that is the struggle um, as somebody who gets up, especially who is often in the music team um, and even leading a fair number of Sundays. But and again, if that's if that's where I'm at, that's probably where a lot of people are at, too. Yep. So right. how can we keep that in mind and again, promote this big view 
of God to to reorient our hearts back to Him um, at the start, or even, and, and not only at the start, but also throughout the entire service. Right. Yeah. So, guys, I mean, you, yeah. you kind of alluded to it. Like, what 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 was this going to do for the church? Like, if we start off with a big view of God, if we help our people understand who God is and who it is we're worshiping, who holds the universe, who sustains it all. Um, what 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 do you think this will do for the people in your church? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love the song you mentioned, David, Only a Holy God, because, you know, the chorus is, is a response. It's our response. But you think of the verses, you know, who mm-hmm. else commands all the hosts of heaven? <laughs> I mean, just think about it. What a great question. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and to start church like that, who else could make every king bow down? Like, okay, you know, what's going on in the Ukraine and Russia? Mm-hmm. Boy, I need, you know, I listen to, you know, and, and not me only, but everyone else out there, I'm sure, is is being uh, influenced. And, 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 you know, it's everywhere you turn and look, the, the media and the you know, and, and and the whole goal often is to instill, inspire fear, and um, you know, people to be, um, you know, concerned, um, just being overwhelmed by what's all that's going on in the world. You know, to sing, "Who else could make every king bow down?" And and I I feel like, you know, maybe singing this for the first time or second time or maybe the fiftieth time, you might not even get that, but. But this is where we need to help people. Like, do you understand what we're singing here? Who else could (laughs) whisper and darkness trembles? You know, verse two, what other beauty demands such praises? What other splendor outshines the sun? I mean, (laughs) what other majesty rules with justice? You know, you don't got to look far and you see the injustice of most rulers. Um, you know, what other glory consumes like fire? What other power can raise the dead? <laughs> what other name remains undefeated? You know, who else could rescue me from my failings? Who else would offer his only son? Who else invites me to call him father? And then this, you know, this course, come and behold him, the one and the only. There's no one who who stands even in slight comparison to him. And so, the, you know, what it, what it's going to do, this big view of God in our corporate churches, is it our corporate gatherings, is it's going to, it's going to keep people in, in the trial. And in this day, it's going to, it's going to hold people, you know, um, the, the great song that we sing, he will hold me fast, you know, um, it's going to hold people and, 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 you know, that's, that's a, that's a great desire that people would, would see God for who he is. It'll, it'll, it'll help us better to un- understand our relationship to God. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, the psalmist prays, uh, be magnified. Um, you know, he's not asking in that moment that that God would be bigger because that's impossible. God can't be bigger. But what he's praying is that God would be bigger in his eyes. And and if God could be bigger in the eyes of our people, um, then it would it would keep them in the trial. It would keep them um, 
when everything around us, you know, we sing on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. But do we know Christ? Do we know who Christ is and what Christ has done in a way um, that when when trouble really comes, like I, I'm I'm a I've been a little bit surprised at how this pandemic has has shook the church, and um, and and it's it's a pretty small thing, <laughs> like we're not talking you know persecution here or. Um, and and I don't I don't know what's coming for the church, uh, but we we've sure lived in a season of great prosperity and great blessing, and really haven't had very many uh, issues to face. But but I think there's a day coming for the church where we're going to really experience some some tough days, and and how are we going to stand in the midst of those tough days? I think the only way we can stand is by having this big view of God and and we worship this one true God despite our circumstances because we 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 understand him and we know him and we love him and nothing can sway us from that uh, so so I think that's that's why uh, why we need this big view I think it, that's going to keep us um, yeah, yeah, I, I I completely agree. Uh, it reminds me a lot of when uh, God responds to Job, starting in verse thirty-eight, the book of Job, and He starts asking Job, like, "Do you know this? Are you the one that does this? Do you know, you know, right? Uh, you know, did you tell the seas to go this far and then stop here?" And, the, and God mm-hmm. starts putting in perspective, like how big and how great He really is, and that gives some real depth and like. Um, you know, solidifies the songs that we're singing. It makes it more real, honestly. It's not just a song right. that you've singing, you've sung for years. Your grandparents have sung, or your parents have sung, and it's like, oh yeah, we're singing this song again. This is so and so's favorite song. And no, th- these words we're singing are actually true. They have real meaning and depth to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think I think another yeah. thing too. I mean, definitely just adding on a discussion in agreement with everything else that's been been said. But I mean, what what this will do with for all of us as we go to church too, is that ultimately it'll also help us just draw nearer to God. And, and one of the ways it does that, I think, is by giving us a healthy fear of Him. Um, yeah. I've been recently read a book uh, by Michael Reeves, Rejoice and Tremble, and he just really unpacks um, what fear of the Lord means, kind of going going throughout a lot of, a lot of the scriptures. And he, he contrasts like an unhealthy fear of the Lord or a sinful fear of the Lord with a healthy one, because typically we, we think of fear as... Um, that state of being afraid and, and kind of cowering away from and not wanting to be in the presence, whereas the the actual, often what, what we see as fear of the Lord biblically um, is a fear of the Lord that's that, that draws us to God. Um, it's almost right. this sense of awe, this sense of trembling. Um, I often think about, I mean, here in Newfoundland, Pat, I'm sure in BC there's also beautiful landscapes, but going going out even for hikes and looking at the way that God has just so beautifully made the ocean and and all the the landscapes and and the rocks and and everything and just being in that sense of awe of a big God who created all of this and so majestically put it all together and beautifully designed it and right. it just it, it makes me want to bow before Him in worship to be 
you know, I and I'm reminded of the song, I stand out to Tom. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of songs called that, but the Tomlin one, you know, when I consider what you have made, the mighty oceans, the fiery stars, the fields and the forests that give you praise. And again, Pat, you were talking about courses that, that are response. The whole course is I just stand in awe of you. When I consider what you've done, your, your suffering, I see your scars, the wonder, the love. And again, just I, I stand in awe and then going all, all glory, all honor, all worship and all praise, all blessing and power. How worthy is your name? So I think by promoting, you know, the bigness of God, by looking, um, I mean, I love diving into the Psalms for this because they're just so beautifully written, but really putting that forward to the church for us to sing songs that promote the bigness of God. It just helps build that sense of of fear and awe, and I'm going to just bow down and worship because you are great. Great. All right, guys, very quickly before we uh, run out of time here, uh, what's at stake if we don't start with a big view of God? Like, what what happens to churches? I think we've all kind of experienced this to some extent. Um, But what happens to a church when they fail to have a big view of God in their worship? Yeah, I'm going to just quote Tozer on this um, in closing for me. And there's just a couple things here. The low view of God, he says, entertained almost universally among Christians is the cause of a hundred lesser evils everywhere among us. So a low view of God has has, has caused our trouble. We have a hundred lesser evils everywhere among us. A whole new philosophy of the Christian life has resulted from this one basic error in our religious thinking. And I think I think much of the church today, and it's um, he also says a, a few pages over, you know, the decline of the knowledge of the holy has brought on our troubles. Uh, We have erroneous and inadequate views of God. And he says, if we would bring back spiritual power to our churches, we need to think of God more nearly as he is. And so I I feel what's at stake if we don't think of God more nearly as he is, is we lack spiritual power. And um, we have a we have a, you know, a hundred lesser evils everywhere among us that are that are winning. And um, because of our low view of God um, and, and he, in, in page four, the beginning of the book, he says the heaviest obligation lying upon the Christian church today is to purify and elevate her concept of God until it is once more worthy of him. And so I I pray for anyone listening. I pray for worship leaders and pastors that 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 would be a passion. How do we elevate? um, How do we elevate our concept of God uh, until he is once more worthy in a way that 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 um, church isn't about us. Church isn't about um, you know, coming there to be with our friends. Uh, It's about we gather to remember who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. And it, and it's, it's because we so quickly forget. And then we scatter um, with, with a once again, big view. We go back into the world uh, equipped by his spirit, sent by his spirit 
to be a people who walk in a manner worthy of that big God. That's so good. Dave, do you have anything to add to that? Are you good? I'm good, man. <laughs> All yeah. right. Uh, thanks. Thanks for this, Pat. Really appreciate your time. Well, glad to be here, guys. Yeah. And for anybody too, remember he's coming for engage. So if, if this has piqued your interest and you're here and you want to hear more from Pat and even just music ministry in general, we've got a pile of guys coming um, and I'm super excited for to meet all of them and, and hear from them and learn from them. So definitely feel free to check out the Engage website as a shameless plug um, <laughs> as, we, as we try and promote this thing. So Right. Yeah, so that's mileonemission.ca slash Engage 2022. All right. Um, if you're listening, we'll catch you again next week. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to Rugged Theology. Rugged Theology is brought to you by Mile One Mission. If you want to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland and Labrador, visit www.mileonemission.ca.